like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prunes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the D in BDSM, or more so about the BD in BDSM, and how those two letters together, and then the two letters of S&M together, form an umbrella for BDSM, and really kind of why the addition of DS in the middle, uh, being kind of separated together, to mean dom and sub uh, is kind of moot. It's kind of uh, not necessary or n- not needed because uh, all of the DS, the dom-sub type relationship, uh, is built in already to the BD, the bondage and discipline uh, uh, together acronym. And so um, we really kind of got to look to BDSM history to see uh, where all of this came from because it didn't all just magically start together as we have this BDSM and it's always been BDSM. Uh, We really kind of have to look to history because history, our own little BDSM history has its own kind of um, ways in which things formed and kind of came together and there are some problems there. Uh, BDSM history kind of has some problems, and um, uh, they're kind of sincere problems. And um, they really the the problems that were created uh, kind of come from our um, how we have interacted with the culture around us uh, for as long as we've been around. So. Um, first, I'll just kind of give you just an overview of some BDSM history, maybe some bullet points, just to kind of uh, set the scene or set the stage. So um, BDSM uh, together has been around, or what we now today call BDSM has been around uh, since about the 1940s, 1950s is when it kind of came around. Now, the SM, sadomasochism, has a much longer history all by itself. Uh, just the, the acts, the kind of topping and bottoming acts of, um, of you know, um, pleasurable, pleasurable torture, pleasurable spanking and hitting, and, uh, um, you know, the, the sadism and masochism, they, it dates back likely thousands of years ago. Uh, maybe even longer than that, uh, but we can kind of trace it back uh, hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh, we can see examples of sadism, masochism. We can see it in the Egyptian culture and some of the uh, ancient cultures and civilizations. We can see uh, explorations in pleasurable sadomasochism. And so we can really, it has a very long history. But the BD, or the bondage and discipline uh, aspect, 
uh, came from uh, a culture of men, uh, primarily homosexual men, or almost exclusively homosexual men at that time, uh, who had come out of the military and had uh, uh, formed uh, uh, kind of a brotherhood, a some somewhat sometimes of a fatherhood and sonship, uh, because we do see daddy and uh, boy uh, dynamics, uh, consensual adult daddy and boy dynamics, uh, in in uh, those early 40s and 50s culture. Uh, what is commonly today referred to as the old guard. Um, now, no one today practices old guard because um, we've evolved. We're much more now um, what was then called uh, at some point in the um, 70s and 80s kind of transformed into what was called new, new what is referred to as new guard, um, especially when straight people or well, first when uh, lesbians were included into the lifestyle and um, kind of grew uh, to a population where they were of a significance uh, in, uh, in the culture. And then straight people in the 80s really started to um, amass larger amounts of numbers. And now today it's just all inclusive. Uh, we refer to BDSM these days as pansexual, meaning it is all inclusive of people of every gender, uh, every sexuality, every orientation, every gender identity. Uh, and so it is an all-inclusive, uh, a pansexual all-inclusive thing. And so I hope I kind of gave you the, you know, just kind of a really brief overview. Uh, we are today, we refer to ourselves at uh, this podcast with whip chains and duct tape and, and, and such. We refer to ourselves as traditional BDSM, meaning that we don't, um, while we like some of the modern updates, uh, we don't feel that uh, all of the things that have come up are necessary. It was, and we also like to respect the definitions and um, and try to kind of find the truth uh, in um, things that uh, that work, things that are reliable, things that um, uh, that don't degrade or destroy or disintegrate what uh, what BDSM is all about. And so we try to um, uh, give a nod to the traditions uh, without, and we call ourselves traditional BDSM. And so every new thing that comes up, uh, everything that somebody just makes up out, off the top of their head, uh, we don't necessarily teach from that point of view. And so, uh, which is a good thing. Uh, we believe that words have meanings, and that's somewhat of what we're talking about today. So, okay, not to belabor the point, Around the 1990s, um, the late 1990s, I would say, mostly, um, is where we get this umbrella term where the BD and the SM joined together. Uh, around this time, we also see that there was this third uh, where people took DS and around this time and because the see that before this it was just the communities that were more into bondage and discipline which was like uh, people who were into like protocols uh, and into power exchange type dynamics 
the they were the BD crowd, and then the SM crowd, which was into the kinks, into the the the, the topping and the bottoming, into the um the you know the impact and the the different types of kinks, in, impact, electricity, um, you know, just all the different types of things. Uh, impact is really one of the ones that gets the kind of the highlight, you know, but all of the different, uh, you know, anything to do with fire and sensations and, you know, uh, all the primal kinds of things and just all of that together, all the SM, all the pleasurable giving and receiving of pain and giving of rece giving and receiving of kink in general kinks, um, uh, you know, the leather and the latex or the latex crowd and the rubber crowd and, you know, the puppy play and, you know, all of those kinds of kinks, the SM crowd and the BD crowd kind of came together in this umbrella term of BDSM in the late 1990s. And um, uh, we kind of feel that the reason why we're even highlighting this, that the DS is not necessary, is because when somebody creates something new, like the and and includes or changes something like this, they'll go they'll make a statement similar to this where uh, we don't really do bondage or we don't really do discipline. Sorry, we don't really do the discipline because we don't have any rewards or punishments in our relationship uh, in our power exchange. So we just do the DS, but or we the dom sub, but we don't we don't do the discipline. And see, they've already kind of come from a place of a misunderstanding because the discipline doesn't mean rewards and punishments necessarily. It doesn't mean that you need anything to do with rewards and punishments uh, but because uh, uh, the BD, the bondage and discipline, is, is the umbrella for all power exchange dynamics. Sometimes people will say, well, I'm not really into dom-sub because I'm into master-slave, or I'm not really into that, uh, you know, for whatever reason. And so uh, anyone who is into a power exchange type dynamic is into both the B and the D. Um, bondage and discipline go together really well because bondage isn't just uh, rope play. See, rope play is more of an SM thing. Bondage means about, uh, talks about restraining an individual, uh, capturing an individual uh, into a, uh, I say capturing, is like capturing their attention, uh, capturing their, uh, 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 capturing them, uh, restraining them, um, putting them into their place. So it's like in a dom dominant sort of way, in a mental state, a mental state of bondage where you are, um, you know, where someone is uh, submitting themselves to be bound to another person in a power exchange, giving their, giving their submission and, in, uh, and putting it underneath the umbrella of someone's dominance. And so that's what bondage in the bondage and discipline actually really means it's not so much talking about bondage from a sense of rope or restraints leather restraints or uh, metal restraints or you know it's not talking about spreader bars and uh, 
and those types of things, you know, hog tying and, and that sort of thing. It's talking about a mental state uh, primarily. Uh, so bondage and discipline, they are the umbrella term for everything to do with power exchange, everything to do with, uh, I would say, like DS, Dom Sub, um, DDLG, or Caregiver Little, my, if you're maybe your mommy and a little boy, mommy, little girl, all of those consensual adult um, caregiver slash little uh, dynamics, um, which really aren't a new thing because in that old guard, um, there was a, a lot of daddy slash boy. There was a real, um, especially in that uh, early gay culture, um, a lot of the society did was not accepting of homosexuality. And so when you came out in any form or fashion, a lot of times you lost your natural family and uh, your biological family would a lot of times uh, kind of cast you out that wasn't accepting in everyday culture or they looked down on you or the uh, they didn't have the ability to mentor you because all of society, uh, all of, you know, was uh, heteronormative, meaning that uh, all of the advice that people, all of advice that fathers had to give sons was related to uh, dating and marrying a woman. And so uh, the the creation of a newer type of daddy relationship or caregiver type relationship, a mentoring relationship was uh, older men or, you know, more established and refined men, not necessarily older in age, but uh, more established and refined uh, men of experience uh, having a mentoring relationship and being able to mentor um, new and inexperienced men in navigating gay culture, gay society, and uh, gay dating, and uh, and really even BDSM as a more of a lifestyle and help guiding and mentoring and caring for the needs in, in a very fathering way. And so it was really built out of, uh, from the ground up, it was really grassroots and built from the ground up of uh, a, a need that people had uh, being fulfilled with, uh, um, you know, when there was a, there was a void or a vacuum, and uh, and culture, our culture really rose up to meet the needs of of those people who had lost their fathers uh, due to um, being coming out of the closet, and so. We really kind of extend that relationship in to today, and it's uh, a lot of that same type of caregiving, that same type of mentoring the uh, people who are the people that are well established, people that who are experienced mentoring and caring for inexperienced people is where the basis of uh, of uh, daddy little or caregiver little uh, is kind of that's really kind of the basis of that relationship dynamic and uh, uh, sometimes it has to do with uh, people that are naturally age regressed and, and and things like that or people that age play there is some of that involved in that 
uh, lifestyle depending on the person involved. And so some people some people just have a uh, a natural uh, already inside them uh, personality that is uh, more childlike or more little as we call it in our in our in our culture and um, it of course they're adults there's no been uh, everything is adult and consensual always there's never anything that's not adult and consensual within BDSM. We don't allow it because consent is really the hallmark of all BDSM. And so we don't allow anything that is not based out of consent. Uh, those are automatic. Uh, anything that anyone who cannot give consent is automatically off limits. And so uh, yeah, in our culture, it is uh, something about our culture that is, you know, that actually is different from some other cultures. And so um, it's it's built right into the framework of BDSM. Uh, consent is built right in there. Uh, we know that even our slave relationships, master and slave relationships, that they are consensual. It is consensual slavery. It is, uh, it is uh, entered into on both sides of the slash consensually a master consensually uh, brings his his or her dominance to the power exchange and a submissive or slave brings their submission uh, consensually to the relationship and so um, um, BDSM uh, you know is now an umbrella term these days and like I said in, it was really built in the computer age uh, when uh, it's maybe before your time, depending on your age of who's listening to this, I know we have a lot of people that are younger that listen to these uh, these podcasts and things. And so um, there was a time in the internet when uh, things were not, uh, when there wasn't really a graphic interface, uh, when things were more text-based. Uh, there was uh, when all of the chatting, like now we sent text messages, but back then uh, when we pulled up web pages, it was very few pictures because dial-up, uh, the speed of the internet was so, there wasn't audio clips and videos and, and pictures, not very many on the internet because it took them so long to load. And so there was, uh, the internet used to be things like Usenet, and ICQ and IRC, these were chat-based, kind of like text messages on our phones, but they were like text-based bulletin boards, and they would refresh, and a new, and there would be different. It was all kind of, it was all basically text. Uh, it was all words on a screen, and uh, we did our best to navigate those types of things, and so. When it, but it really brought different people from their different localized groups together, and then it also kind of brought in people who uh, uh, were kind of those lone warriors, <laughs> those those you know people who were just in didn't have a local community, and uh, for the first time found community using these electronic means. And so it brought all these different communities together, and then when it did, 
we started to bring terminologies and started to kind of put our culture together in 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 a more complete package and that started in the i would say the late 1990s because the early 1990s the internet was still well it existed there was very few people using it it wasn't as widespread i would say around um 95 1996 is when the uh when people began to see the potential of um, computers and especially people that were marginalized people that were you know outside of uh mainstream society uh, people still really looked down on uh, in a lot of ways looked down on bdsm culture um in its various forms and fashions in the 90s there wasn't a lot of widespread acceptance as there is today it wasn't really found in it wasn't portrayed in any kind of good way in movies or media uh, for the most part. And so it was seen as pornographic and deviant and, and basically, you know, um, uh, it was not looked upon favorably for the most part. And so be, it, we've kind of progressed. Uh, I hope you've been able to kind of hold on for that little bit of thing. And so... Uh, like I said, the reason why we're even bringing it up is because we want to kind of show you how things came together. Uh, like I've said, my personal opinion is that DS does not need to be included, uh, that it really does an unnecessary job um, of splitting the bondage and discipline and the sadism and masochism um, you know, it, within those two pieces coming together to form BDS and then SM together as a full umbrella. Um, separating those two middle letters out as DS is not really necessary um, because it, the DS, the dominant sub, is already included in the B and the D. Um, so, as I said earlier, bondage has to do with more of a mental, um, you know, uh, one person um, restraining another uh, through a power exchange. And then the discipline has to do with, it comes from that military hierarchy and structure that our original, um, the original people involved, called the old guard, um, they brought that military structure and hierarchy. And so that discipline has to do with hierarchy and has to do with protocols. Um, and now you may say, oh, we don't really do protocol, we don't really do rules, or those sort of things, but every power exchange relationship has some level of protocol. It has some level of um, uh, a, a dominant has um, responsibilities and a submissive has responsibilities within the power exchange. And the, it, it, there is some exchange of power and some exchange of control and there are some, uh, you know, there are some expectations. A dominant will have expectations of a submissive, and the submissive will have expectations of the dominant. And there should be some level of consistency to those in order to those um, expectations. And that is the form, that is what is called protocol. And uh, there is a protocol, there is a a way that you govern your DS relationship. 
it, it is highly specialized. It is, you know, specific to your specific dynamic in how that plays out. So, but it is a protocol. It is a, you know, all of those things together are what's referred to as the D, the discipline of your power exchange relationship. So that bondage and discipline make up everything that's found in D and S. There's nothing specific to DNS. Uh, there is somewhat of a psychology to DNS, but that's also found in the B and the D. And so maybe those letters don't sound like inherently that that DS fits into them, but you know, you really have to. Um, I think we've done somewhat of a disservice by not teaching the B and the D as much as we teach the S and the M. Uh, and the, when you pick up a BDSM book, like a beginning one, um, uh, they will um, go through some some of the theory and some of the culture really fast. It'll be a page or two, maybe maybe five pages or six, and then they switch really quick into the S and M, into the tools and tips and toys and scenes and some of that sort of thing. Uh, actually, they don't really do a lot of scene work. Um, or how to develop a scene is really absent in a lot of BDSM books. Um, setting the scene. Um, sometimes they'll throw role play in there, but they'll, uh, you know, as, you know, that's how you do a scene is role play. And sometimes they'll throw safety in there, which is somewhat of um, how to kind of build scenes. A lot of times the do's and don'ts of, you know, of of building scenes. Um but, you know, they'll jump to those tools and toys and the activities that we refer to as kink. Um, they'll, they'll jump to that S&M stuff really fast in a lot of these beginning books. And they're really light on the B and the D. They're really light on the bondage, the discipline of forming power exchanges and... Uh, forming relationships and um uh and all of the th the theoretical stuff that's directly applicable to having this thing we call a relationship and um we don't really discover uh a lot of that in we don't really give a lot of that in a very clear and concise manner to beginners people who are trying to learn our culture we don't really give that to them. So it's kind of a disservice. I think BDSM educators have somewhat done a disservice, people like me, when we've jumped really fast to the S&M. And, you know, we don't really jump to the S&M with uh, our groups and resources as much. And maybe that's why we sometimes don't, aren't as popular with others. It's because they want to learn about paddling and flogging and and, you know using rope and, and using, you know, doing bedroom bondage and, and those sort, sorts of things or, or uh, the, the sex acts that are involved or, you know, choking or, or, you know, spanking or whatever, you know, they want to learn all of that kind of thing because that seems like the very exciting part. And in, in some ways, when you're really new and you're exploring, those are great, exciting things. But then, they leave you, once you've done a couple of them, a lot of times people will feel somewhat empty uh, because they there's somewhat of an emptiness. Uh, because you're before you're a human doing, you're a human being. 
And so <laughs> uh, the being part of who you are and, the, and what makes up the content of your DS-ish relationship, your power exchange relationship, uh, is, you know, uh, is important too. And so um, a lot of more intermediate books um, kind of go into some of those things. And so maybe... People just want the exciting stuff because it's maybe that sells. Maybe that's why our books and resources jump to those things so fast is because sex sells. And then the relationship stuff is more deep and maybe fewer people come back for that. But anyways, uh, thank you for listening to me today. Um, I, I know this may not have uh, flowed a hundred percent as I had intended from the very beginning. Um, just remember that the D in BDSM really ultimately includes the DS. All the DOM and sub power exchanges are uh, all the different types, MS, all of them, all the authority exchanges are, are uh, included in that D. In that, ultimately, they're included in that D for discipline, really the BD, but uh, <laughs> it's all included in there. And so the D discipline, so you know, does not stand for punishments and rewards or rules necessarily, but it stands for all of the levels of protocol that make up a power exchange relationship. And so... There you have it. The D really d includes all of the DS. So we can rightly, our umbrella should look like the BD and the SM worlds colliding together to make BDSM. All right. Uh, you can find us on, the, uh, on Facebook at WCDT. BDSM, all all those letters together. We are Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape on Facebook. I am Primal Piggy. You can find me on Facebook at The Primal Piggy, all one word together. All right, thank you very much. Have a good day.